Thank you for listening to this message from Tree of Life Church. Our prayer is that it will be a blessing to you and that you will find it helpful for life. So open up your heart to receive God's word for you. Amen. Amen. We're better together. God created it that way. There is things that we're just not going to learn or grow in unless we do it in groups, relationally. Iron sharpens iron, opportunity to invest each other, have them invest in our lives. And so we know that here at Tree Life, so we've been working, we're, we've been working really hard uh, to create some groups for you to get plugged into. You're going to hear more about that in the upcoming months, getting us all ready to really connect on a whole nother level uh, together relationally. Not just coming Sunday and Wednesday, but outside of these walls, you know, really we grow and, and learn and walk in the things of God in the context of relationships. Uh, also, what we're going to start, in fact, today, we're looking at ways to grow you, to help you become all that God's called you to be. So we have uh, come across a partnership or a ministry called Right Now Media that we are partnering with and investing with to give you tools to grow beyond just your time here in church. And can I say, really, our real growth happens outside these four walls. It's where we apply the Word of God. It's where we, we, we live out our life. We live out the God kind of life out in our community. We want to equip you and, and give you tools that you can do that at your home, in, in your house, with your friendships, your relationships, your neighbors. And so Right Now Media is a fantastic ministry. It's really, if I could describe it, it's really like a Christian Netflix. You'll have an opportunity to get signed up as a free gift from Tree of Life Church where you can go in and see thousands of resources that will help you grow and develop as an individual. You'll see things on your personal personal growth and development. You'll see things about men, about women. You'll see things about uh, resources and curriculums, about parenting, uh, marriage, uh, finances, uh, how to overcome things, how to break free from things, leadership. Really just about anything you can think of uh, that you'll encounter in life will be covered in these curriculums and resources and videos that you'll find on Right Now Media. Again, we want you to know that we're not just here to do services. We're here to equip you to be successful and overcome in everyday life. And the great the greatest growth you'll experience will be outside these four walls, and all we know to do is make things available for you, like groups and like Right Now Media so you can grow. You'll see an insert that talks more about or gives you information on how you can connect with Right Now Media, and let me tell you how you can do that. Uh, really, today is the only way you're going to connect is through a MyTOLC account. You hear us talking about that. You saw that in Tree TV. Everybody that calls Tree of Life home or if you're coming visiting and kind of still checking us out, you can go and get a MyTOLC account. You can go online. You can find that on our website. You can find a little instructional, instructional video on our Facebook page. You can even find some kiosks out there, tables set up, or you can get some more help, more information, some handouts. But the only way you'll get access to the, to the Right Now Media is through an email that we'll send you inviting you to join us in Right Now Media. And today, an email will go out to everyone who already has a MyTOLC account. So if you don't get an email today or in the next day or two, either we don't have your email address because you don't have a MyTLC account or your email address is not correct. And so you need to go on today and create your account, uh, men and women, husband and wife, create separate accounts and go in there and do that and make sure, I would even go and make sure that my email address is correct. And then if the next, over the next day or two, you don't receive that email, then we'll have another opportunity for everybody to get signed up again so we can send that to you because we want you to have access 
to these curriculums and videos and resources that will help you and your family grow and be all that God's called you to be. We're pulling for you. We want you to be overcomers. We want you to be successful in this life. We want you to not just to be like the world, but to stand out, amen, and be overcomers and live the life God always intended. And so we know that one of the ways is through your ability to be a self-feeder and go on that Right Now Media and then get connected in groups. And so if you need some more information, you can find some at the table out there. And again, you can go online for that. Amen. Aren't you glad? Amen. Come on. That's a great thing to have. I'm telling you. You're going to enjoy that. You're going to really enjoy that. Take advantage of it. Take advantage of it. So you need to make sure that you're finding time to do that and connect. Uh, One more uh, announcement before we move on uh, today to the message. I want to let you guys know that today's Mission Sunday. That's a big deal here at Tree of Life. Uh, We believe that God's heart is for the lost and hurting of the world and that we're called not only to reach our circle of influence or the area that we live in, our nation and our world. I I believe it's a heartbeat of God just reaching people everywhere. And so we have a heart for the lost and hurting of the world as well as local. So we're asking you throughout the course of the month to pray and consider what God would have you and your family do in the offering at the end of service above your your tithe. And so we also have other ways, creative ways that you can connect and help fund the missions that happen from Tree of Life. Um, On the first Sunday of the month, you can find out, and today especially in the cafe, there's lunch available to you. You can get some broccoli cheese soup and a baked potato. All the proceeds go to the missions fund. And can I say, we kind of chose something that was a little light for you because we know you're going to load up at the Super Bowl, all right? So you're going to go somewhere for a little lunch, get something light. You can do that here and support missions. Also, you'll see the mission store that has items. My wife was just recently in Mexico at Audible de Vida with our sister church. She was there uh, and interviewing the three Rama students that we uh, support. We support three Rama students at the church there. There's 18 in total. We support three of them and their tuition. Also, she was involved in an outreach that they do and just spending time with them. And she picked up some items. Those are actually down from Mexico. She brought those back. And again, all the proceeds go directly into our missions account. And then also we've added, we have some t-shirts just again, we want to continue to uh, help you keep your eyes, your head up, your eyes open. Uh, the fields are wide into harvest. There's a harvest out there in a the world that says every tribe and tongue, amen. And so we just want to have, to have those shirts available to you again. I just express our heart for the lost and hurting of the world. And you can take a mo- moment and stop by and check that stuff out. And I would say this, Valentine's is coming up, guys. You might find that little special something right there and support missions all at the same time. My wife's going to give that out at the back there. But we just want you guys to know that we are... Uh, really involved in a heart for the world. Amen. Tree of life for a lost and hurting world. So partner with us and help that become available. All right. Get your Bibles out. Turn to Lamentations. <coughs> Lamentations. What? I thought this was a marriage series. <laughs> it is. And some of you just said when I said Lamentations, yep, you hit it right away. I'm already in. You got me pegged right there already. Lamentations. So really Lamentations is an interesting uh, book. All the books are important. It is a lament. It is kind of uh, the prophet Jeremiah expressing his pain, expressing just what he's experienced in his past. But he really changes uh, in the midst of this passage, he really makes a turn and gives us some hope. And so that's our launching point. I want to encourage you guys to come out to every installment. The whole month, we're going to spend time talking about marriage relationships. In fact, we're calling it happily ever after, question mark. And you know, the reason why is because it seems like that in today's world, the marriage relationship in particular is under such attack. And even when you look at statistics, it's like a, a 50-50 proposition almost. It's like uh, half of all marriages, statistically speaking, end in divorce. I think God has a better way. I think God has better eyes. And so we all need uh, more help in our relationships for sure. And we all know other people. So I want to encourage you to invite them out for the entire month. 
life. Uh, today we're gonna talk about a principle of seeking God. Next week we're gonna talk about uh, resolving conflict. The week after that, how to have fun. And that one's kind of be kind of a, we're gonna, it's kind of be PG-13-ish, if you will. We're gonna dig some things out. All the men were like, really, what, when is that? What week is that one right there? I'm gonna be there for that one. And so we're gonna look at, see what the word says about how to you know, engage as a couple and, and enjoy each other. And then the last one, you know, how to never quit, not give up. So we're gonna look in God's word and find that out. The book of Lamentations, again, is a, is a book, it's a lament where the name comes from, but really Jeremiah really touches on something here, and I want to share that with you, kind of the launching out this morning. Oh, before I do, right, before, before I do, I just thought it'd be funny just when we're talking about weddings and stuff like that, or marriage. It wasn't that long ago that I got married, oh, in fact, it was almost 20 years, I guess it was a little longer than I, when I'll say, uh, about 20 years ago. It always makes me reflect back on my marriage, and so uh, I brought our wedding picture just so you could enjoy and experience it with Jessamine. I, 20 years ago in April, 20 years ago in April, thank you for the aw, and uh, that's right, yeah. 20 years, it's like, you know, I mean, it, my wife's still exactly the same, and so 20 years has been a little difficult on me maybe, but nonetheless, we, uh, we're blessed, at, we're going to experience 20 years in uh, April, but I just want you guys to know, I, I thought it'd be fun to see some pics like that, so we set it up, um, uh, hashtag, hashtag T-O-L wedding pic. I want to see your funny pics. Now, I'm not saying that's a funny pic. That's the only one I was able to bring. But uh, something happened at your wedding with your wife eating cake or something like that. And instead of embarrassing the staff, I thought we'd embarrass you. And so if you could send to hashtag T-O-L wedding pic, then if we can find some good pics, we'll look through that and we'll share that. It just kind of be a lot of fun. If not, then I will put the staff's wedding pictures up there. Really looking forward to Pastor Ken and, Le- and Missy and Pastor Lemoyne and Judy. And if nothing else, we'll get those up for sure. But send us some other pictures. It'd just be fun. All right, all right, all right, we good? Okay, now we can lament after my wedding picture's up there, okay? <laughs> Here's what it says. Let me, say, let me tell you, chapter three, verse 19, Lamentations three nineteen. I remember, here's your mind, I remember my affliction, my wandering, the bitterness and the gall. I well remember them, and my soul is downcast within me. Here's what Jeremiah's talking about. He goes, I know the mistakes I made. I think about it all the time. I'm downcast. It, it makes me sad. It makes me depressed. I feel the pain of the choices and hurts that I made in times past. And I would dare say on this topic in particular, we can find ourselves, if we're not careful, finding some pain, because I know this topic is not necessarily all fun and exciting and butterflies and kisses for everybody. I know that we have a life that we've lived and choices we've made in times past, uh, none of it necessarily all uh, our own choice we, and, and, and choices we've made. We had somebody else, another partner, and, and sometimes we, obviously we can't, no time can we control what they do. So I know that sometimes this topic is, it can be, be a little painful, but, but I want you to know how good and how big our God is. And here's Jeremiah, when he's lamenting over things from the past, how all of a sudden he gets his focus right. And here's what he says. He says, yet this I call to mind. I, I know I've made some mistakes in the past, but I'm not going to live there. Here's what I'm going to think about. I'm called to mind, and therefore I have hope. How do you have hope? Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed, for his compassions never fail. Amen. God's love never fails. In fact, they are new every morning. Great is his faithfulness. The King James Version says his mercies are new every morning. That's good news. Amen. And I want you to know, whatever your relationship in the past, the choices, decisions you've made, whatever that looks like up to today, I want you to know today's a fresh start. Today's a new day. His mercy's new today for you. You have a clean slate. God is the God of new, and God's doing a new thing, and he's giving you a new opportunity today in Jesus' name. That's good news, amen? Aren't you glad for a God whose mercies are new every morning? So, like 
like Jeremiah, you might have made some choices in the past, but today put your mind on fo- and focus on God and his love and his new mercy. Amen? And so if we're going to live, in fact, when, you took, when I do wedding ceremonies, usually I use this phrase in vows, from this day forward. That's, that, maybe that comes from right here. Maybe Jeremiah is giving us insight. From this day forward. We're gonna walk out the new things in God, amen? So I want you to open up your hearts and your minds and receive what God has, and from this day forward, we're gonna walk out God's plan and purpose for our relationships and our marriages. I just wanna encourage you, again, his mercy is new every morning, and God has a plan for you and having a great relationship. But again, today, it seems like the, the, the odds are against us, the deck is stacked against us, and it, it just seems like there's a 50-50 chance, with statistically speaking, of making it. And can I be honest with you? It seems that way the statistics are almost identical for Christians. I mean, isn't that, that's interesting to me. It's kind of amazing, maybe a little sad, but the, the statistics for non-Christians, the divorce rate's 50%, and the statistics for Christian, the divorce rate's almost identical. And that just tells me we're really kind of, unless we're doing something different than the world, we're really just kind of lumping ourselves in the same group. And can I tell you, it shouldn't be that way for Christians. I mean, just because you get saved doesn't mean that you know, everything's going to be smooth sailing and there's not going to be storms or challenges, but there are things and principles in the Word of God that should give you better odds. We should have better odds than 50-50. We shouldn't be lumped into the same group, and there's some things in the Scripture that we can find, and remember, God's mercy is new every morning, fresh start. Uh, it, it, we, not, we wouldn't take those odds on very many things in life, to be honest with you. And I was thinking, I heard someone use this illustration. If you're on, next time you get on the airplane and the pilot gets on and says, this is the pilot, I just want you to know that everybody on board this plane today, we got about a 50% chance of making it to our destination and about a 50% chance of crashing and burning. How many of you guys know I'd be getting off that plane right now? Open that door. I'm out of here. So let's not settle for the 50-50 odds that the world gives on our relationship, amen? We would do anything to get off that plane. Let's do what we need to do in accordance with God's word to get off that ride, amen, and find out what God has for our marriages. And we truly can have a happily ever after because his mercies are new every morning. So I wanna give you better odds. I wanna increase the odds in your life. Matthew 6, here's what the word says. Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given unto you. Basically what that scripture says, and we've talked about it many times, seek first all things God. Let me say it that way. Seek first all things God. I'm going after all things God as a priority. And when I go after all things God, God goes after all my things. Let me say it that way. When we go after all things God first, God goes after all my things. So how do we get the power of God operating in our lives? To seek first all things God. Really, every area of our life is what that scripture says. Jesus is literally saying, if you focus on getting close to me, I'll take care of your stuff. And he's saying, if you're focusing on other stuff, you're opting out of my power working in your life. And let me say it to singles today. Singles, I just want to encourage you this morning. This is a series for you as well. I want you to lock in. Don't just shut it out or not come because you're single. Because you need to learn these things, it's important. Because I know that you're, you're sitting there, I hear it all the time, I'm believing God for that one. I'm just waiting for God to bring that one. I'm, I'm praying that God will bring that one to me. That one that just, uh, that, that's it, and it just completes me. And, and well, let me just remind you, how many guys remember this? Let's take a look at this clip. I love you. You? All right, I can't take any more. That's enough. That's enough. Oh my gosh. I'm just either I shut him down or give me a tissue. I don't know. It's like, 
can I just say, we're not living a Hollywood movie. We're not li- nobody completes you. Singles, do not have a perspective that Hollywood has painted over all these years that you need someone to bring completion in your life. The only one that completes you is Jesus Christ, amen? He's the only one. Listen, we don't live life as like, I'm incomplete right now, but one day I will be completed when that one comes. You know, you're setting something up for failure to be quite honest with you. Listen, I don't know about you, but I, I, my, my, my life is not a Hollywood movie. It's more like a reality show. I mean, is that right? You might, or, or maybe it is a Hollywood movie. Sometimes it's a horror. Sometimes it's a comedy. It needs to be more romance. I don't know. But nonetheless, we need to understand that nobody completes us. Your spouse does not complete you. Can I just say this? Ask a married couple. <laughs> Somewhere just real close. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and her husband's like, what? But anyways, people do not complete you. God does. Amen. And so relationship with Jesus. And so let's not live that false idea there that the world tries to propagate in our lives. Instead, we we need to make sure that we find what God's plan and purpose. And let me say this, anything you put first above God will eventually frustrate you. If you think that other person is gonna complete you or is meant to complete you, you will get frustrated with them. You will eventually, listen to this, you will eventually despise people when you put them in a place they were never called or meant to be. Because nothing else was created to be first in your life above God, nothing. The only one worthy of first place in your life is God. And so we have to be careful of that because sometimes we find frustration in things because we have put somebody in a place of completion or fulfillment that we can only get those things we expect from them from God. And the things that you love and admired most about that person, understand this, over time eventually will change. Right? They will. It's like, the, it's like the gal that's talking to her friends and like about this guy and he's just so laid back and nothing really upsets him and he's so calm and you know, he's just so chill and all this kind of stuff. And then 10 years later, she's like, he's a bump on the log. He's a lazy bum. And guys, it's like guys talking to their buddies. It's like, you know, she's so got it together. You know, she's just so organized and she knows what she wants. And you know, she just, uh, just has it all together. You know, 10 years from now, that guy's saying, she's a control freak. She's super bossy. <laughs> Can I tell you, you can't get from other people what only God was meant to give you. You can't, it's impossible. And so we set ourselves up for failure. We set our spouse up for failure. We find frustrations and all that. And you have to understand, you cannot let people be in a position only God was intended to be in. It does not work. And really the truth, the main reason why we fail a lot of time in relationships is because we're expecting things from people only God can give. No one can live up to that. And really the reason why we expect, the reason why we expect it from other people is because we're not going to God to get it from him. That's true. He has it for you, but we're just going to other people for something we can only get from God, it's impossible for them to even give it. Because when you're getting it from God, you don't need it from anyone else or anything else. And so we have to understand it. So here's the main principle on the screen for you. God is my one and my spouse is my two. We've talked about this before, it's been a while. But God is my one and my spouse is my two. Now, you have to go after God. Now, how's that look if you're single? Because I'm gonna make sure you're involved, singles. And can I just ask this? I don't wanna embarrass anybody, but just for my own sake, I did this first service, and I was just curious as to how many you know, married couples of singles we have in here. If you're single, can you just raise your hand? Just let me see how many singles we have in here. Let me see. It's more than what we uh, think and stuff. Thank, you can put your hands down, but, or maybe not. Keep it up. Maybe it's people looking around right there. Are there singles there? Maybe, maybe helping you out a little bit. I don't know. Just trying to help you. I love you. Trying to help you. 
hey, you know what? You saw that one. You might ask them if they want to get a broccoli cheese soup baked potato a little bit later afterwards. And if it goes really well, you can buy them a little something in the mission store. There you go. We're, we're set. Then you can name your first child after me. Okay. Kind of went downhill on that one, didn't it? All right. That was good. Okay. But singles, how's that look for you? Listen, <laughs> how's that look for you? Here we go. I will seek the one while preparing for my two. I will seek the one while preparing for my two. That's a commitment you need to make. So here's the application of that. See how close you can get to God, singles. See how close you can get to God. And you'll discover two things. You'll become very attractive to those who are looking for a spouse because you won't be looking for someone you want. You'll be becoming the someone you want. I think that's important for us to realize. And the second thing is that God's power goes into motion the closer you get to him. Amen? So make sure. So, okay, for you married people, it's a completely different principle. Here's what it is on the screen. I will seek the one with my two. I will seek the one with my two. And this is a big deal because a lot of Christian couples, other than going to church together occasionally, rarely seek God together. Now, I love you, but I want to be just honest with you because I want to help you grow. Listen, it's not just coming to church together on an occasion. We're talking about what we do outside of here and our relationship one with another, making sure God's first place. We need to seek God with my two. And remember, there's a priority there. God's number one, your spouse is number two. Uh, so remember, the odds of staying together are 50-50, and they're pretty much the same. Even in Christians, if you don't do something the world's not doing, and that is seeking God as one with your two. You just increase your odds. Now keeping this principle in mind, you may be seeking the one, but your spouse may not be your two. Because let's be honest, we have a tendency to elevate other things. And, and, and let me say this, we, we saw on the screen uh, the announcements, child dedication is coming up pretty soon. Can I tell you, families, when you have kids, God is one, your spouse is two, not your kids. I mean, you gotta take care of your kids, but the best way you take care of your kids is by putting God first and your spouse second. And you create the healthiest environment for your children to grow in. So sometimes we, our, our, our spouse is even number two, our kids are. Or sometimes it's not even our kids, it's our job. Well, I'm just providing for my family. Good, be a good provider, but make sure God's one and your spouse is two. All right, and God will help you provide. So sometimes we elevate our, our, our maybe a hobby. Well, I just, I gotta unwind some way. I gotta get there and unwind some way. Uh, or maybe your friends. I mean, that, but those are my friends. They've been my friends since high school. Or how about this, especially those that are newly married. Maybe it's still your parents. God one, spouse two. That's the proper order. I'm just trying to increase your odds. Just trying to increase your odds for a happily ever after. After God, the next priority person in your life should be your spouse. So let me give you some tools on how to seek God together. Simple things, just some reminders, maybe some new insight, some tools on how to seek God together. And so uh, three principles found in God's word. And these are all supported, honestly, these are supported. It's amazing that science and studies and surveys will all support the principles in God's word. And so what I'm gonna give you is obviously found in scripture, but it's supported by so many studies and surveys. And so I want you to understand that if you, if you, if you apply these things, not only does the scripture say it'll work, which is enough for me, but even man who tries to disprove the Bible can't disprove these principles working in life. So it'll, be, it'll stretch you a little bit, it'll be a little difficult for you, maybe a little uncomfortable, but it's worth it because we're trying to increase your odds for happily ever after. Number one, pray together. You have got to pray together. And let me, let me talk about that for a second. Let me say it this way. A couple that prays together, stays together. And prayer is one of those things that we all know we need to do, but we don't like to do it publicly. We don't. 
We don't like to pray with someone so that loud enough for, they to, for them to hear us. But let me, let me talk about how important praying with people are and let me, let me talk about what that looks like. James 5.16 says this, therefore confess your sins, sins being problems, challenges, maybe mistakes, however you wanna say that, confess your sins, problems, challenges, mistakes to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. Now understand again, the world probably doesn't spend a whole lot of time praying and connecting with God. So if we wanna get out of the 50-50 pile that the world's in, we have to do things the world's not doing. So we have to understand these principles at work. Now again, I know that prayer can be difficult and challenging outwardly, and really this one can be an awkward one. And the men, the men when I said, you gotta pray together, the men are like, oh no, and the women are like, that's right, pastor, that's right, I've been telling them, we gotta pray together. First service, I had two ladies that give a big shout, right? it's, like, it's like, wow, okay. And so the men are like, thank you, great, now thank you. Now understand something, I'm not talking about necessarily that face-to-face prayer time, and I think that's great if you do that, but I'll be honest, sometimes it's hard to find that time. I mean, life gets really busy and my wife's schedule, my schedule, I get up earlier, she gets up later, I go to bed earlier, she stays up later, the busyness of life. Can I just tell you, we don't often find those times that we just grab hands together and pray. We do have those moments, but what I'm talking about here is making prayer a part of your everyday relationship. Let me give you an example. Just this morning in first service, before I came up to preach, my wife said, you're gonna do great today. I know you're gonna do good. You know what that meant to me? It's like, I'm praying for you, I'm pulling for you. Can I tell you, my wife's really good at this throughout the day. She knows my schedule. She knows what's going on. She'll send me, I know you got a meeting today. You're going to do great today. I, I, I'm, I'm praying for you today. Or maybe out the door. Can, can I tell you, we have tons of moments throughout our day, and we can stay in today's world very, very connected that we can find times to encourage each other and just let them know, you got this. I'm praying for you. I know you have this today, honey. I know you're not feeling your best. I know you're tired. I know you got this big appointment at work. I know you got to sit at the ball fields with the kids. I just want you to know I'm praying for you. I just want you to know God's got you. I just want to encourage you. Can I tell you what that does in a relationship? When I'm talking praying together, bring prayer into your everyday life. It could be something as simple as a little text or maybe grabbing hands out the door in the morning. Maybe when you lean over to kiss your wife on the cheek before you go, I just want you to know, honey, I'm just I'm praying for you. You're gonna have a great day today. You know, can I say just sometimes when you find those moments around the dinner table, I've really tried to implement this into my prayer that, I, that in that time of praying and blessing the food, I'll bless the Lord, just keep our family safe. Protect us today. In Jesus' name, amen. See, I think we get discouraged because of the awkwardness of that face-to-face. I mean, you gotta find time every day to do that. And I'm saying you just need to find ways to bring prayer into your everyday life in your relationship. Now, if you find those times that you can bring it together like that, that's fantastic, certainly do that. And let me get singles, wanna include you. So let me say this to the singles. It is, it is good to find bringing prayer into life with that relationship, but let me caution you on the face-to-face prayers. Because prayer is a very intimate, bonding type of thing. Because when you're praying, you're praying from your heart. You're praying out your heart. You're praying things out. And there's uh, something that the other one sees and hears and picks up. There's a bonding thing. So let me just give you a warning, because I love you, singles. Be careful praying together, because it's very intimate and bonding. And if you're dating someone, I'm going to say it this way. Don't find times to pray together alone. Don't pray together alone on the sofa after the red box. You'll start speaking in tongues, or you'll start... (laughs) It may, start, it may lead to laying on of hands. That's after you're married, though. You don't go there. 
All right, actually that's week number three. You wanna, guys, again, again, what week is that again? Guys are like, what week is that again? Number three, okay. So, but the, but the point in that is then, singles, I'm telling you, that's how powerful prayer is. So you can find times, but don't do that. So, so couples, you need to go home, get a red box, <laughs> sit on the couch, come on. Come on, man, get a red box, sit on the couch, start praying, speaking in tongues, and laying on the hands. That's okay, married couples, you're all right doing that. All right, my point, there's something powerful. You wanna get out of this pile? Do something different. Find time to bring prayer into your everyday life. We all can do that a little bit more. Let's stretch us a little bit, that's okay. Okay, number two, we need to find times to discuss the Bible together. And that sounds like really kind of lame, honestly. Why well, well, sit around and what'd you read today? What's the scripture say today? And let me give you three points, honey. Uh, it, it, I don't mean that at all. Because again, who has time to get together for the couple's Bible study? I, I don't know, I, I, can I, will this help you? Just me and I can't always find time to do that. We've started so many, I don't, can't tell you how many, how many couple's devotional books we have. I and mean, we're gonna stack that. This one's gonna be different. <laughs> this one's gonna be different. Our family devotionals, and, and on our hearts, right? But can I tell you, our schedule just doesn't line up all that all the time. And anymore, if I tell my kids, we're gonna start doing a family devotional. Really, Dad, again? How many times have we tried that? <laughs> Go to your room. <laughs> Can I tell you, again, like the prayer, there are things that happen all throughout your day that you can bring the word into. Let me give you an example. The other day, our neighbor lady, uh, we, we have a neighbor only on one side. She's a widowed lady, lost her husband about two years ago, a really sweet lady. So she came, knocked on the door, I came out, we're on the front porch, front patio, <clears throat> and we went next to look at the fence between our, our houses. And she had a section of fence, that was her section of fence that during the windstorm kind of had broken down a little bit. And she, she said, she very kindly and said, she goes, now, she goes, I think that's your fence that's kind of broken right there. And I said, well, ma'am, I said, actually, I don't think that's my fence. I think that's your fence. I said, but I'll take care of it. Don't worry about it. I'll take care of it. And so I was inside and I was telling my kids and my wife, I said, that, that they're like, well, who rang the doorbell? What was that about? And I said, well, she came over and was talking about the fence. And like, well, dad, that's her fence. That's not our fence. And I said, honey, I said, the Bible says we're supposed to take care of widows and orphans. And then one of them asked, well, where does it say that? And I went through the passage of scripture where I talked about it and we had a great discussion on our responsibility and how God would honor us when we take care of that. And so can, can I say all throughout your day, all throughout your day are opportunities to bring the word into your life. You need to look for those. In fact, what does it look like? It looks like this in Deuteronomy 6, 6 through 7. It says this, these commandments that I give you today are to be on your hearts impress them on your children. Listen to this, talk about them when you sit at home, when you're sitting on the couch, when you're sitting on the patio, and when you walk along the road, when you're riding in the car, just bring it up. When you lie down at night, when you get up in the morning, there's all kinds of things throughout your day to bring the word into. And something happens when you start discussing things in the word with your spouse or with your family, it's just there's a bonding. God created it that way, there's a connecting. You wanna get out of this pile and increase your odds? Do things the world's not doing. That pile's not talking about the Bible, bringing the Bible into their relationship every day. So it, we have to do things that the world's not doing to get better odds. And so bring that Bible into your everyday discussion and learn. Can I tell you, that's another reason why we are moving more and more towards groups. You know, in groups, what you're gonna do, you're gonna talk about life in accordance with the word of God. And you're gonna have find help there, you're gonna ask, here's what I'm going through, someone's gonna encourage you in the word of God what they did. 
Can I tell you? That's why you're gonna go to ladies' Bible study, you can come out to ladies' Bible study and talk about what touched your heart. That's why you go to the men's breakfast and what encouraged you, what really inspired you. That's why the kids and tree kids, when they come, you ask them, hey, what did you learn in tree kids today? Then you have a discussion about it. Come on, that's what I'm talking about. My kids go to kids' club and serve. They come home, we talk about that, and they did a devotional or something happened there. That's why serving's important, because you bring the Bible into what you do. There's ways and means that we can bring the Bible into our everyday lives that are already there if we'll just now make note of them and have discussion about them. They're already there. And finally, let me give you this last one. You want to increase your odds on a better happily ever after, for a chance for a happily ever after. You want to change your odds dramatically. <clears throat> the couple that prays together and discusses the Bible together. And the last one, attends church together. Now that might be preaching to the choir this morning, but can I tell you, I'm really meaning at a whole nother level. Because the world says average, studies show average attendance today is the person that comes once every three weeks. Now that may be man's consideration of average attendance, but can I tell you, that's not God's. God says do not forsake the assembling of yourselves together. God wants you to collect and gather together, not just in homes, uh, we talk about that small groups and gathering in homes or community groups, but also together corporately in the synagogue and the temple. And so it's important that we do that. So my, my comment would be, again, you're here this morning, but attend church faithfully. Don't fall into the world's statistics. We're not here to be a part of the world. We're in the world, but not of the world. We don't want to be in this pile. We want to make sure that we're faithfully attending and giving time and attention to the things that happen when we come together corporately. It's the time that we enter into praise and worship and we're able to just cast our care upon him because he cares for us. We need those moments that someone's up here helping us lead because we have, our mind is so cluttered with things. We have maybe so much hurts and offenses. We need the team up here to help lead us into a place where the peace of God just overflows our life because we're standing there saying, you're awesome, God. I know this week I had a tough week and I thought so many things were, were, were piling up, but God, you're awesome. And that we can just release that. I think we need to come together to sit under the word of God. Because you know what? We're not always in the word of God. But when we come together, we can hear a word for us that God said, here's what I want you to hear. You open up your hearts to receive. You're building relationship as your kids are over there in the kids' ministry. And they're getting filled up. And you're, you're connecting in the gathering place. What am I doing? Am I trying to get you to come to church more? You know what? Really, I'm just trying to increase your odds for a happily ever after. That's all I'm trying to do. I can't make you do it. But I know it works. Because God's word works. And I'm gonna say it this way, and I, I totally res respect your schedules and stuff, and I, my kids, they've been in sports, and I know a lot of things consume our time, energy, even more so than ever before. There's so many things pulling us in different ways, but can I say, we should make church the number one priority and everything else secondary. It seems as we're scheduling our lives, we're scheduling our lives around everything else, and church kinda seems the one that's the movable one, and I just, I think that ought not be that way. If we're trying to better our odds, we need to be under the word. We need to be in corporate worship. We need to be connecting. We need to be serving. We need to be engaged that way. I was had a, at the res a restaurant sometime this week. I can't remember which one. And had a lady that came up and said, hey, I'm thinking about coming to church this Sunday. You're, you're kicking off that new series on relationships. And, and I said, oh, I hope that you do. I hope to see you there. But in my mind, I'm thinking, you're thinking about it. What's to think about? What's to think about? Is that like if it's a good day or bad day? If it's like you don't stay out too late on Saturday? Is it like I want to take that as my only day to sleep in, but can I say there's more refreshing in the presence of God than sleeping in an extra hour? I, 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 want, I want to say is it just kind of chance that we end up at church sometimes? It shouldn't be that way. We, we should schedule church and then everything else should work around that. I'm just trying to better your odds for a happily ever after. Here's what I know it works. If we're going to be different than this pile, then we gotta do things different. 
And so we need to make some of those things a priority, like faithful attendance to church. And again, I don't mean that to be ugly or harsh. I really, truly, my heart is to give you some tools to have a happily ever after, a better one. Um, I think that we need to just kind of reevaluate some things as spouses, as parents. All right, let's, let's take a look at Luke 4, 16. Luke 4, 16. Jesus, here's Jesus, he says, he went to Nazareth where he had been brought up, and on the Sabbath day, he went into the synagogue as was his custom. He was always in church, and you say, well, yeah, but that's Jesus. Well, he's our model. He was always there, as was his custom. We need to make it our custom. We need to make sure that we're there. Just want to help bring some better odds into your life. Why, why does that need to be our custom? Why does that need to be something that we do more regularly, make it more of a priority? Well, Psalms 127 tells us why. Verse one, unless the Lord builds the house, the builders labor in vain. And I know there's a lot of great self-help books out there. I know there's great counseling out there and I'm all for it. I know there's great resources out there and I'm all for them. I know there's great friends that just give you, that love to give you advice whether you ask for it or not. <laughs> I know there's great family members. I know there's great things that you can listen to. I know, but you know what? Unless the Lord builds the house, all those labors are in vain. Unless you're connecting with God in that capacity in your relationship and your family, you're just wasting a lot of time and you're, you're laboring in vain because what works is the things of God. And so we need to make it a priority because we need better odds. 50-50s doesn't cut it. Doesn't cut it in our world today, our marriages, our families and stuff. And let me say this again. Let me go back to where we started. His mercies are new every morning. Today's a new day, a fresh start. Don't lament like Jeremiah did without coming to the hope that is God is a good God and a faithful God and he's got a great plan for your life and today you can start anew. You can start fresh today. A clean slate, a clean start. God is a good and faithful God. You have to get God involved in your marriage, your relationship, your home, your kids, everything or you're laboring in vain. None of us are good enough to make it work like it should. None of us. So we have to live different. Let me close with this thought. The number one essential of healthy relationships is living a God-first life. God has to be first. So we want to do all we can, not just have you here on Sundays and Wednesdays, and we want you to come. And for those that have to watch it online, we're thankful for that tool. We want you to connect in community groups. Coming up soon, you'll continue to hear more about it or the things that we have available now, serving groups and other groups now. We want to resource you for free, like right now media. We want to invest in you where you can find on any topic you want great resources from some of the best ministries in the country and speakers. And we also want to do things like provide you an opportunity coming up Friday night the 10th. We have an insert for the XO Marriage Simulcast by Marriage Today, Jimmy Evans, which is some of the best marriage material you will ever hear. That's Friday night. It's a free event, 7 to 9 on Friday night the 10th, and then Saturday morning uh, the 11th from 9 to 11.30. And so there's also an insert, their flyer that came out. You can find more information online. But we're doing everything you can. Why? To help increase your odds for a better happily ever after. But all we know to do is provide it. We can provide this. We can provide Friday night, Saturday morning. We can provide uh, right now media. We can provide groups. But you have to make the decision that you're not going to stay in this 50-50 pile any longer. And that you're going to do the things that we've discussed in the Word and take advantage of the things that we provide. Why? because it will impact your marriage and your relationships for good. So my heart, my hope is that you'll take advantage of all these. 
you know, I'm looking forward to this series and all the things that God is going to bring out to us through his word because, you know, the relationships are under attack like never before. But God is God and God helps us overcome and God helps us walk in victory. And again, I want to remind you that his mercies are new every morning. Today is a starting point, a fresh start, a clean slate to start anew. Let's make the decisions to live life forward for our happily ever after. We hope that you enjoyed this message. You can find more messages and information about Tree of Life Church at treeoflifechurch.org. We'd like to invite you to come visit us at 5513 IH35 South in New Braunfels, Texas, or you can watch us on live stream. Thank you again for listening.